Hurry up, Chris. Welcome to Brew Time, guys, where three buds have a conversation over some brewskis. Now, here are your hosts, Chris, Cam, and Jim. I like your lips. Yeah? Yeah, the pretty lips. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. Went a little bit soft and delayed and everything else on the song. That's that is fine. my bad. That is my bad. <laughs> I am I not a, say. I am not an audio engineer. I am not an expert at what I do. I'm just a guy who plays a doctor on TV. That's all I am. No more. Uh, I object. Leading. Uh, objection. <laughs> objection. Hearsay. Who shit the bed? Oh, okay. Well, that's true. So um, I'm not even well, objecting yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean. Was there a grounds for foundation there? There was. There's oh, okay. grounds for this uh, really cool story that I want to tell you guys real quick. Did your dog so, get stung by a bee? How you know you're kind of you're you're, you're an insensitive prick. Rewind. <laughs> tell me Rewind. something I don't know. Yeah. Got so, in doing some research for my top five this week, so I'm a big military buff. I love all things patriotic and military related, but I stumbled across something that I thought was pretty cool. And it's called Operation Tootsie Roll. Ooh, I wish you had the song right now. Okay. So, <laughs> follow me here. Alright, shut up. <laughs> Alright, in the Korean War, Operation Tootsie Roll, did you guys know that the candy, Tootsie Rolls, actually saved the lives of a bunch of Marines. I heard Isn't about that, that, but I don't know. I, I never looked wicked? into it. What was it for? What, so, what happened? A platoon of Marines in the Korean War was trapped on a hillside. Their vehicles were like not... They kind of broke down to the environment and the weather and everything else. And their tanks were having all kinds of issues. And so they were fighting off the uh, attacks from every direction. And they ran out of mortar rounds. So they called in an air supply drop of what they refer to as Tootsie Rolls. Because the mortar rounds looked like Tootsie Rolls. So it's called Tootsie Rolls. I guess somebody actually was legitimately confused and stupid. And they dropped them a pallet of Tootsie Rolls. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Let's go! They, they did have Tootsie Rolls dropped from the sky in a pallet to them. And they were like, okay, what the fuck? But they actually used their heads and they were able to use their mouths to soften the Tootsie Rolls to make them pliable. And they used them to repair seals on the tanks and everything. And then they would harden and actually worked. So they got the tanks operational by using Tootsie Rolls and were able to get their vehicles moving again and fighting again and fought their way out by touchy rolls. Is that what? not cool as shit? <laughs> Dude, no freaking way. A total That's accident. That's freaking awesome. So, A total accident. So it just, they never like got goopy or anything after that it, or what? I'm sure they did, but it was just to get them out of there again, you know, fully repaired it wherever. But that was over oh, the course okay, of 17 okay, okay. days. Wow. That's freaking I mean, crazy, bro. I remember when an elephant saved an entire village over in the Korean area, Vietnam yeah, but area. Yeah, PETA se. got involved, so and now we can't do any more Operation Dumbo Drops. Damn it! 
<laughs> Damn yeah. pitas. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty entertaining. Pita. Terribly awesome. Oh, um, after pita. Oh. Fuck if I know Cam. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was so confused by that. <laughs> uh, is that on your gotta... side that you're seeing that? I'm seeing it too, but I don't oh, know what it is. I'm not. Interesting. I see it like normal. Mm, Weird. But... Um, well, speaking of fixing something up, such as Tootsie Rolls to tanks and whatnot, um, have you guys. What? I won't lick your I... Tootsie Roll, but I'll taste your milk, I... dud. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I did have a question. So, I, as of today, I just found out that something happened to my dad's car. Um, we don't know what happened to it. We don't know how it got damaged. But I wanted to know if you guys have any experience with... I did not funny... vandalize your car. That's not a no. funny mom joke. I would not. <laughs> no. If and you I guys did not have... pay an island boy to hate you. <laughs> If you guys have any funny experience or crazy experience of, like, wrecking a car, hitting a car, besides on a bike, um... <laughs> I told I told my head on I, collision. I, I was gonna say, Jim Jim had his story. Do you... Is that the only time you've ever wrecked a car or anything like that? I mean, I had a guy do... What was it? $10,000 worth of damage to my truck. While he was while I was waiting in line for a car wash, whoa! whoa, whoa. While Hold you on. were waiting in line for a car what? wash, yeah, yeah, he he backed out like he realized backed that he he realized he didn't have money for the car wash and needed to back out, and so I Lord. tried to back I tried to get out of the way for him so he could back out, but for some reason instead of backing out in reverse, he decided he was going to try to do a fucking turnaround, and he backed into the back panel of my pickup. And they had to uh, put on a whole new back section of my pickup. And, yeah, my truck was gone for, like, a month and a half. And then as soon as I got it back, it got nailed by a baseball-sized hail and did about $15,000 of damage. And they had to put a whole new roof on my truck. Jeez Louise. So when that uh, baseball-sized hail came came down, did you you guys get together and try and bet each other who can run to the who can run to the street sign and back the fastest um, can't say that I had no can't say I did do Jim and I look like people that run <laughs> exactly <Okay>. walk <laughs> do wheelchair. we look like the type that are going to walk <laughs> wheelchair <laughs> over there electric hey Chris wheelchair. look the world's coming to an up? end I'll race you through a slice of pizza oh well <laughs> First one gets the crust. <laughs> Let's go. First one of the crust wins. Uh, car, funny car stories. I don't have a whole lot of funny car stories. Well, um, I don't have like a, I don't have like a funny car story. I, I just, you know, just car story in general. Um, I was, I was driving back from Red Robin in a what we would call in the Pacific Northwest a blizzard because we had like you know probably six inches of snow and it was just dumping down still like i'm talking like three inch flakes um Mm. but it was it was dumping down right and i'm going about i was probably going about 25 miles an hour and this turn was coming up 
into my neighborhood. I was right down the block from my house. And my ex-wife was right behind me. And she was flipping out the entire time because she's like, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. You need to slow down. This is why I don't let you drive the boys and blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not going that fast. I turned the corner thinking I'm going 25 or thinking I'm going like five miles an hour. And as soon as I start slowing down, I just start slowly sliding into this like classic 65. I want to say... I don't even know what oh, it was, but you it was didn't insane. you didn't hit a snow embankment. You hit a classic car. Oh, dude! I well, the funny <laughs> the funny part is is that my car got damaged. This classic car, no scratch on it. No, nah, it's made of real metal. <laughs> nothing. No paint damage. Nothing. I freaking hauled ass in the <laughs> snow down to my down to my driveway, parked it, ran inside. And locked the door. I was like, I'm not going outside. I'm not. I don't care. I'm waiting until the snow melts. Hopefully, they don't see that uh, anything's damaged or anything like that, dude. I was fearing for my life because I was like, if anybody sees that this classic, like it sat down there for years, I knew it was there. I just didn't expect to hit it on that one turn. Especially, you know, having your ex-wife sit there being like, "Oh, I told you. I told you." Like damn, right. you did. You were right. <clears throat> uh, so funny car story. I guess it, it's not even something that happened to me. It's something that happened to my dad. <laughs> uh, so when we used to live, gotcha. uh, Jim, uh, down at our old house that you know the one with the basketball hoop and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we played with that kid when we were kids. Uh, he used to have a big blue like Chevy truck that he just used to haul stuff like you know, mulch or, you know, take stuff to the landfill or whatever. And so he parked it outside the house on the curb where it's always been. And one morning we woke up and the truck wasn't there. Uh, we didn't know what had happened, but we looked down the street and it's all of a sudden wrapped around a telephone pole. Uh, come to find out there was an old lady that should not have been driving. Fucking sits there hooks onto the truck, drags it, does not realize she has this truck attached to her vehicle and runs it into a freaking telephone pole. Wow, Dang. imagine how many people could have died. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, thank God, like, Jim knows this This was a quiet neighborhood where, like, really you didn't have a whole lot of traffic anyway, thank God. But, I mean, if it was only, like, a, where I live now... Yeah, she could have seriously injured or killed somebody, but this lady clearly should not have been driving. Nice. Chris has another funny car story. I do. Um, He used to have, like, this little chain link security post thing that would go across his driveway to, you know, block his car in when he was in in at night. And uh, I may have taken that in the middle of the night one night when he was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you know what though there there was uh there was a time before the lady that lived in this house before I owned it. Uh, I used to park my car over there just because she was an older lady, so it made it look like somebody was always mm-hmm. home. And uh, 
Yeah, the, my car got broken into quite a few times. Yeah, I know. And that, that's the downside to it because that happened right around the time that we took the chain. And I was like, no, never broke into your car, never did any of that stuff. That's not something we would do. <laughs> we took your chain to be funny. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking I had, of uh, chain link. Well, I, oh. real quick, my car was totaled one night when I was sleeping. Years ago, I was sound asleep, and somebody was flying through the parking lot at our apartment, and they hit my car so hard that they hit it out of the parking lot, and then they drove off. Dang, how high were they flying? Jeez. Uh, they were estimated to be going like 35, 40 miles an hour through the parking lot. Oh, okay, so they were mm-hmm. they were driving, not, not flying. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just I got him, knee slapper. Just just a big old pickup truck flying through, in it out of the parking lot. Jeez. Um, no, I was gonna say. Speaking of a uh, chain link, uh, I don't I don't remember if I told this on the podcast before or not, but I was sitting at a stoplight one night, and this light would not change. It, I sat there for about ten fifteen minutes, right. I threw my car in reverse, and I was getting so pissed off that I threw this car in reverse. And when I when I went to go back up, for some reason, I turned the wheel and just smashed on the gas and flew right into that fence. And you turned it out. Well, I went all the way around the part this parking lot. Went drove when I drove past there the next morning. I realized that I took out this probably I'd say thirty to forty five yard fence. There was construction workers over there. There was flaggers and everything. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Our buddy, uh, Class Fox, he used to have a Mustang, and he used to be one of those try to show off in his Mustang types all the time. And I'm turning my <laughs> notifications off of my phone. <laughs> one sorry. of those guys. Yeah. And so he had this curvy road, and he was flooring it, and he tried to do... Uh, you know, tried to like tail whip it through, drift. There we go, drift through. Nice. And as he was doing it, and he was drifting around the corner. A uh, cop was going through the intersection, and his tail like swung within inches of the cop car. And like, yeah, that was the first time uh, Glass Fox lost his license. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many. Yeah, I, uh, first, um, first of many. I drove a vehicle on a golf course. What? <laughs> that's, like my, that's, like my, that's like my wet dream yeah unintentionally nice. uh, I was supposed to meet somebody and we were supposed to meet at the golf course but the way their light they, they didn't have like lights in the parking lot and the headlights for my car were like not very bright so I <laughs> thought I was in the parking lot until I drove <laughs> past a uh, a flag that said we were on the ninth hole <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's yeah. bad <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm sure it was uh, something else for the employees to show up the next day and have tired marks all over their uh... all over the green it's yeah. not the first time that happened to them believe me <laughs> oh I'm sure not I am sure not but it was fun it, it was something like I, that you know I can actually say have has never happened to me since so it was fun. It was funny. I was glad that there are no cops around. 
Did you hit any sand bunkers? Think you were on the beach for a second? Uh, you know, I almost went into a sand bunker, but then I I sat there. I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait, that's th- no, this ain't this ain't the parking lot no more." <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and two of my buddies, the same ones that were with me when I took your chain, your car. We were driving through a cemetery because we were, you remember Rob? How Rob was on our show does ghost hunting mm-hmm. stuff. We decided we were going to do a little ghost hunting in there, in the cemetery <laughs> with our video camera. We were young, thought we were cool, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like the care. This is going. It wasn't dark yet, but it was approaching. No, it was dark. It was dark, and uh, we were in the cemetery. Well, the, the caretakers did not like that, and the caretakers were because like there's a house that I don't know how it is out where you guys are at, but like our cemeteries actually have a house where somebody lives. I think so. Cemetery. Some some uh, of them. Some well, of them. He, this one was like a young college house, actually. People who oh, should okay, not yeah. have been doing that. And they were having a party and had a bunch of people over. And so we decided we were going to leave the cemetery. And they had a whole bunch of cars blocking the exit. And they were standing there waiting for us to come out. And they were one. Oh. And like as soon as we drove by, they started chasing us like on foot as fast as they could. They were trying to fuck us up. And we took off. And... uh we ended up driving my uh, Explorer off-road through the cemetery, up a hill, and getting out into a main road, doing some good off-road in there. And then we were like, hey, let's drive past the front gate and taunt these motherfuckers. Forget- <laughs> yeah, forgetting that they all had sports cars, so it was not hard for them to get in their cars and quickly catch us. And like we were having like, this high-speed chase down the road, and the next thing you know, we all got pulled over by the cops. And, oh, and the cop, cops are like, what are going? What's going on? And my buddy's like, we were in the cemetery. We we're trying to be ghost hunters. And the cop goes, the "Fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's and they let it, they let everyone go. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, we that's all so we all stupid. have that one buddy that just flat out says everything that's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here hunting ghosts and the cops. What? <laughs> he Nerd. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Nerd. So, uh, Nerd alert. I want to jump into my little top five for this week, guys. The return of the top five. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't had it for, what, a couple weeks? Bum, bum, mm-hmm. bum. So, this week's top five, Jim took a hard 90 degree turn on you. It changed up the game quite a bit. Okay. So, kind of touching base to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, this is the month of May. And in the month of May is Memorial Day. So, I decided to make my top five military-related. Pro-America. Good stuff. Good vibes. Yes, sir. So, America. Yes, So, I even changed, I even changed my... Uh, Changed my intro music for the week too. Uh oh. Yeah. And uh this week's top five is going to be top five war heroes. Nice. Let's go. I'm next week's it. next week's top five are gonna be my top five Medal of Honor recipients. Nice, okay. let's go. There you go. That's awesome. Which kind of sucks because this list is kind of a mixture of both because all the guys on my list except for one, got a Medal of Honor. So, I'll have to do a different list anyway. With that being said, 
<laughs> Y'all ready for my intro music? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Top five. 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 Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Top five. Oh, USA. Right. USA. <laughs> Y'all ready for some top five action or what? Dude, after that music, I'm pumped for anything. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are you? I am. All right. So, my number one war hero for my top five is who it will always be. Is my person. He's my, he's my idol, my hero. Always will be. Audie Murphy. Audie Murphy is the man. Audie Murphy was born on June 20th, 1925. And spoiler alert, he died on my birthday. Well, not the day of my birth, but, you know. So, Audie Murphy was too short to go in the military. And when he wanted to join the war and go over there, he was too young. So... His family lied about his age so he could join, and they wavered him in on his height, and they put him in an administrative role in the army, saying that he wouldn't be able to go because he's too short. Well, I guess beg, bitch, and plead, finally make your way over there, and then show everybody that you're the fucking biggest hero this country's ever fucking seen. So he's the most declarated soldier of all time. Is, and, is he the real quick? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but is he the one that they made a movie out of? They're no, like hey, everybody's made a movie. Why don't y'all just let me go with the go with the flow? You'll find out soon. No, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to. <laughs> Everybody this, this in the story's... military has a story. So well, yeah, but he's he did his time over there. He's the most decorated of all time. And when he got out of the military, he became a filmmaker, an actor, and all these things. And what makes it him more amazing than others, the movie, it, it, there's a movie that's based off of the book, which is based off of his whole experience in his life called To Hell and Back. To Hell and Back, he played himself in that movie and reenacted hmm. every single story that happened. So basically, you know, all of his friends and everything that were killed over there in the war, now he's in a movie reenacting it. Not an easy thing to do. Uh, wow. Towards the end of his life, he became very hard up for cash and poor, suffered from PTSD tremendously, slept with a uh, pistol under his, under his pillow. And he received many offers to do commercials and everything else for big money for alcohol companies and tobacco companies, to which he refused because he said he wanted to leave a good example for kids out there and be a good role model. And... That you know, all the things that he did in combat were freaking phenomenal. But the main one that earned him the Medal of Honor, uh, his people were overrun by the Germans, and there were thousands of Germans approaching, many tank brigades as well. Their one tank 
was broken down. It had taken too much damage. It was on fire. He forced all of his people to retreat. He said, you guys retreat. Go back for reinforcements. He got on top of that tank, planning to die. And he fought off all those German advancers. And like wow. as the tank was on fire, and he was up there on the machine gun just blowing people away. And he fought them off for like six hours, and then was able to just say, okay, I need to get out of here, and he retreated. That man is a boss. That man is a bossa nova, as they would That's say. That's insane. Yeah. At the time, he had earned every medal that you can earn in combat. So that's pretty fucking amazing. Nice. Number two on the list. Come on. Sergeant York. Sergeant York is a fucking boss. Do you know what he did? Do you know what he did, Cam? Tell us what he did, Jim. That man. Okay. Him and his group of five. I want to say it was five. They were trying to approach some machine gun nests, you know, and take down some enemies. Um, he killed on his own 25 people and captured 132 prisoners with only his 1911 handgun. Wow. Jeez. They said that he moved with so much speed and fired with so much accuracy and power that they thought that he had uh, a full-on rifle with tons of ammo. They didn't realize that he was rushing them with a handgun and quickly reloading and just dropping people. They And they thought that there were more people than just him. Wow. So one man was able to take 132 prisoners at a time. That's, That's fucking crazy. Nuts. That's the balls of a man I don't want to fuck with. No. <laughs> Yeah, and he he was a very tall man, by the way. He stood over six foot tall. Jeez. Yeah, just running out there. Dude was a boss at Nova. And, but, and but, then but. another one, my number three for this week. I personally am a big fan of Ed Too Tall Freeman. He was a helicopter pilot during the Vietnam War. Vietnam. Cam. Vietnam. Vietnam. I remember he back when was, I was in Nam. He took a lot of heat and a lot of flack and got in a lot of trouble because no matter how bad the battles were or how much damage people took, how many casualties, he refused to follow orders from command <clears throat> and stay back. So, like, you know, when it would go to nighttime, they would try to keep the helicopters back at base for refueling, uh, resupplying, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. they said, it's too hot to go out. we got to let it calm down. It's too hot. And he refused every time. He kept hmm. running nonstop missions in and out to the battle zone where he was, he would, you know, bring people out under heavy combat, you know, with the wounded, get them all loaded up, fly them out, keep flying in supplies. He never stopped. The only time he would stop is when he would land he would get a bucket of water to wash the blood out of the back and then go back in. That dude, just so you know, that man died in 2008. That dude's a boss. Wow. Major hmm. boss. Now, number four. Number four sucks. I'm mad about number four. Uh-oh. So, number four 
is not an American, and I don't have his name. I can never remember his name because it's a Korean name that's hard to pronounce. And every time I think of him, I have to look up the whole story, and it takes me a while to find the story and find his name. And for some reason, this time, I couldn't find the name, but I do remember his story. So, maybe at a later date, maybe next by next week, I'll have his name, and I can pop it in. But in the Korean War, there was a Korean who was assisting American forces. And there was an approach of enemy fighters by the hundreds and his the american troops he was with were receiving many casualties and basically our troops told him stay here and hold the hold off the advancement for a little while allow us time to retreat and get our wounded out of here they basically knew it was a suicide mission for him but what he did was no suicide mission. He placed guns and foxholes all around that hill with ammo and grenades and everything else. And when they were advancing, he would run to one hole, shoot, 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 and like go through a complete magazine, drop it, throw grenades, run to the next hole, and do the thing over and over and over, repeat, repeat, repeat. And it got to a point where several hours into this advance, he's waiting to die because you know he's you know hundreds of people approaching him. And he's like, why are they not here? Like, why have they not overrun me yet? So then he keeps going and keeps doing the same thing over and over. He gets to a point where like eight hours later, at deep into the night, he runs out of ammo and everything else. And he's like, I'm still alive and they haven't taken me over yet. He's like, I'm going to fucking retreat back to the, the base. And he retreats and all the Americans are like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> they, they, were, they were like, we, we thought for certain that you were dead. And he wasn't. And the next morning, they got, you know, we got reinforcements are all ready to go. And they went back to that hill where that battle took place to find about 70 dead enemies. That's how effective he was. He just fought everybody off for like eight hours and just kept killing them. They thought that there was a full company of fighters that they were approaching. That's why they never overtook him. That's pretty fucking impressive. And he did not get the Medal of Honor because he was not an American. Bullshit. Give him one anyway. Yeah, that's pretty freaking cool, though. No, like, that is really cool. That's an awesome story. The enemy thought that they were facing a whole brigade of people. That's why they stopped advancing. That's how quick this dude was. Good God. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, that dude's awesome. And then my number one for this week, I went with, which I, you know, I could have picked him for my Medal of Honor winner, but I, I'm, I'm just putting him on the list because he's just a badass. Uh, Mike Murphy, Navy SEAL. Mike Murphy is a man. He uh, sacrificed his life to try to save his group, even though they all took many casualties. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Marcus Luttrell story, Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they had a, they had, you know, five Navy SEALs who were doing pretty much a recon mission in Afghanistan mountains, and they were exposed by the enemy, and they got rushed and had some of the bloodiest battles, and yep. uh, they were not able to get any radio traffic because of the mountains. Yep. So Mike Murphy 
went all the way out to a peak of the mountainside where he could get a radio signal, even though he knew it was exposing him to everybody. As he went out there, he put he laid down his weapons. He was shot 14 times. And while being shot 14 times, radioed in for help, radioed what was going on, was able to get uh, reinforcements in, and then pick his weapon up and try to keep fighting after being shot 14 times. And he died on that hillside trying to save everybody. But that right there, that's that's real love for the people that you're with, you know, trying right. to save save your fellow brothers. Oh, it's, a, it's a great movie, too, if, you, if nobody's seen it. If it's it's a movie that if you watch it, you have to watch the extra features at the end of it as well. Yeah. You can't just watch the movie because Mark Wahlberg and his crew that made that movie wanted it to be so real. And I, and I mean real in the terms of capturing these people and what they did. Mm-hmm. They went to their families and they wanted to learn everything about these people. And these people... You know, their family said they did a great job on the movie. It was like watching their loved ones again. And then, you know, like Danny Dietz, I believe is who it was. Uh, his parents said, which Navy SEAL who died there as well. Uh, his parents said in the interview, they started just like naming off all the wounds that their son received. You know, this broken bone, this broken bone, shot in the foot, shot in the leg, shot in the stomach, shot, shot, stabbed, shot. And then, like, they're just going down this long laundry list of just horrific battle wounds. And then they get to the bottom when they were, like, shot to the, you know, in the forehead, the fatal blow or whatever. And his dad's like, that's how much of a fighter my son was. It took all of that to end him. And when his hearing his dad talk about that, his own fucking son, like you just feel that in your core and you're like, you feel the man's pain, but you, at the same time, you feel how much of a badass that dude was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, <clears throat> I tell you, I, I like Mark Wahlberg in the war movies he plays in. He, he's just, I, I don't know. He's one of my favorite actors. I think I like Mark Wahlberg. It's a shame because Mark Wahlberg, uh, you know he can't vote and all that stuff. He wanted. Uh, he he's a felon. He did some harsh crimes as a young man. Oh, That's yeah. right. That's the, right. He was very racist. They uh they beat the shit out of a guy because he was Irish. I think it was Irish. But you know they almost killed him. Like he's permanently ruined. Like hmm. the guy's like deaf forever because of it. And Mark Wahlberg since then has like totally changed his life around. And he's like filed with the government to try to have his record expunged because he wanted to be like a, a police officer somewhere. Like he wanted Probably to get back Austin. and do good things. Maybe. I mean, all, all I think that's he, where he, I think that's where they live. Well, I mean, he. Well, yeah, but he plays in a lot of movies that involve him being an being an officer or wanting to be an officer over mm-hmm. in Boston. So I don't know if it's just because of that's where he lives, or maybe that's maybe that's where he was wanting to uh, be a police officer. I don't know. Um, He's just an example of how you can too. affect your life with the dumb decisions you make when you're young. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of actors, um, who are your guys' favorite... Who Who is your guys' number one favorite actor? 
fuck? I don't know. Oh, holy hell. Ron, number one, I wanted, uh, number one. Would have been Ron Jeremy up until recently. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now he's going to prison for like 175 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of part I I like I said I've always liked everything Mark Wahlberg plays in. He's probably up there. Ryan Reynolds is another good one. I mean, there's there's just I think too many to just pin yeah. down one. Adam Sandler by chance? No. You don't like him? I mean, I like the right no. thing. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm there saying. There was a time, I mean, there was a time where, yeah, but to say he's my favorite is, no. Not even I mean, close. No, because, I mean, when he was doing, like, Big Daddy and those type of movies and Happy Gilmore, yeah, all day he was a great actor in those. But then he started to kind of mellow out and go to these boring movies. No, I... I are we talking like my top ten? Well, no. Here's the other thing. I guess are we talking like favorite actor or who do we think is like best actor? Mm, I I guess all around. I don't know. It's I mean, hard to your, say. Who's your favorite or who do you think is the best? I, I think actor I think to Tom you? Hanks is one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. I think he's okay. one of the best. He's definitely not my favorite, but yeah, he's he's, he's one, one of, the of best. my he's one of my favorites depending on what he's in. Um. Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood. He's a terrible actor, though. Doesn't he play like the same person in everything he's yeah. in? Sure does. You got a grin yeah. like this. Yeah. But he is. Yeah, but he plays in a lot of patriotic movies too. That's fair. Um, no, I, I I think Jim Jim nailed it right there. Uh, Tom Hanks, dude, is like I like Tom's. I like actors that have a wide range, like Tom yeah. Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Smith, Robin yep. Williams. Like, they can play all ends of that spectrum. Yeah, and you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to like them, but you have to admit they have that wide range of variety that they can yeah. be in. Like, you know, you, the minute you see Robin Williams play his dramatic roles, mm. you're like, that dude can fucking act. Oof. Like Robin Hatch Williams, Adams. I mean, yes, dude, Jesus Christ, that dude. movie was amazing. Or I actually, Jack. I, love Robin I actually quoted quoted that movie during my proposal to uh, Mrs. Cammy. Yeah, I love Patch Adams. I love Robin Williams. Yeah, I, 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 I don't tell remember you, the quote, but I, I love Patch it. Adams. The ones there's always one scene. I don't even care. You guys can laugh if you want. I cried when that girl died. When that crazy guy invaded her house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can laugh um, if you want, but I cried during that because I was like, oh, uh, no, get out. Dude, I always had a tear in my eye in the movie Jack when he oh, know, had yeah. the heart attack at school. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or We're even at the end when he, like, is really old. old man. Yeah. And they go to graduate. Here you are. You finally make friends in high school and you you lose them because you're dying. Or what's, what's, that just brought me to another, another question. What's the one movie that you can watch and no matter how many times you watch it, it'll put a tear in your eye? Uh, Yeesh. We were soldiers. Um,. I would have to say uh, Avengers Endgame. 
when that's Iron a, Man that's dies. a good one. That's a good one. Um, I have a long list of those, Cam. I do. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of movies that I could sit there and go, yeah, that that makes me cry. Every time. Yeah, but like every, but every time you watch it, like you already know what's going to happen, oh, and you're really? just preparing yourself, and you're mm-hmm. just like, mm, whatever. But mm-hmm. like a movie that you get so in, like you've been so invested, in, like Endgame. I get that because I've been so invested into Marvel. To where mm-hmm. every time I watch those sad scenes, I'm like, oh, dude, this hits. This hits home. But for some reason, every time, you, and this sounds so stupid, but when I explain it, it makes sense. Uh, for some reason, every time I watch Waterboy, I start tearing up. The reason being, it sounds weird because it's a comedy. It's a goofy-ass movie. It's dorky, whatever. The reason being is because every time I watch it, my it's because my dad and I have this tradition that anytime he sees it, no matter if we've watched it this weekend already, if he sees it on the TV, he's like, yeah, let's watch it. Do you want to watch this, Cam? And, you know, I entertain him because it's literally my favorite movie because I have that connection with him. Uh, I grew up watching that movie with him. So, and my dad's, he's never been in like this role not never, but he hasn't been in this like perfect headspace lately um, with everything that's been going on the last few years. So just seeing how hard he laughs at that movie, Mm. that's where I start getting all teary eyed because I'm like, this isn't like, it's it's not that like, I I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I find Mm. it funny, but it's not like busting my gut hysterical. And dude over here is just busting his ass laughing and it just i don't know something about it just brings a tear to my eye just seeing how happy the movie makes him and it's you could just tell that it's like genuine happiness with him and i sitting there bonding over that movie because we've been watching it since as long as i can remember every single time it comes on tv so i don't know it's just there, there you go one of, there... it's one of those movies that i have a connection to or like a specific personal connection to, to where soon as a specific part comes up and he starts dying laughing, it's like, I can't help but tear up seeing him actually genuinely happy. Is, is, do you guys have a movie that you used to watch with your parents that you carried on to watch with your kids? I tried watching Timmy the Tooth with my kids. They didn't like that. <laughs> um... Any war movie, really. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. That's a good one. I love Um, that movie. I think mine was always, like, been, like, The Wizard of Oz. Because me and my parents always used to watch The Wizard of Oz. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. There we go. That would be a good one, That's a good one. So, I never... My parents didn't really like watching movies like that. But I love... I love watching movies like that with my kids. Um, You know the movie Encanto? Yep. Or you heard about it? Um, Yep. My son, my my youngest, for some reason, absolutely loves that movie. And I think it's just like the singing parts. So he... Like he'll sit there and dance to it, sing to it, whatever. Dude, that's one of his favorite songs. The Surface Pressure song is one of his other favorite songs and this band that i found 
um, they remixed Surface Pressure a, into like a punk rock version of it. And he, anytime he hears it, he looks me dead in the eyes and just starts freaking out and starts jamming to it. And it is the best reaction. And it's it's just fun. I'm just glad to be out of that watching cars a million times a day. Dude, Dude that's what we used to do too. I loved it. That Dude, means... I loved it. I love but it cars. got I loved it, but it got so old after watching it a hundred times every, yeah, every weekend, see, dude. When it got to like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Cars, dude, I'd watch Cars all fucking day. Oh, dude. Right. I, see, I was doing the same thing, but after like four, five, six months of watching it a hundred times, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> it was Cars 1, Cars 2, Cars 3, all the Mater Tales, and then Cars 1, Cars 2, Cars 3, all the yep, Mater Tales. Same here. Over and over and over, on repeat, all weekend long. And I'm like, dude, this gets so old after four, five, six months. When my, when my daughter was younger, we, we watched the uh, Tinkerbell series. The so, Tinkerbell series? Yeah, they, they had different movies. So there was you had the original Tinkerbell and, and how she became Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, okay. Something, and they had another movie after that, and then another movie after that, and another movie after that. So we went through the whole Tinkerbell phase of, of watching that stuff. But, you know, we watched all the Disney movies. She, she you know, like, and now with her being 14, we, you know, we on Disney Plus, like earlier tonight, we were watching uh, America's Funniest Videos on there. So nice. We've just we've just just grown up. We've we've progressed. But you know, my my daughter loves Cantro. I have seen that movie. Wait, Cantro. Yeah, whatever the movie is that you were just talking about. Oh, in Encanto. Cantro. Yeah, Encanto and Canto. My daughter loves watching uh, Family Matters, Fresh Prince, Full House. Dude, yes. All these good. All the shows we grew up on. Yes. The Office. She loves watching those with us. See, nice. I can only watch the Friends for like two, three episodes. I don't episodes. like Friends. I can't that's, watch that's it for wife. very long. I, You know, I grew up on it. I liked it at the time. But then the older I got, I'm like, this show blows. <laughs> yeah, dude. The- yeah, I've noticed a lot of the older shows that we used to watch are just not as good now with adults. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one show that does hold up and will always hold up to me is Boy Meets World. I could watch I that. Boys. I could sit there tomorrow and just start watching from episode one to the very end. I used to do that often, actually. That didn't, they make a, didn't they make a Girl Meets World? Yeah, they sucked. did. With the... T- good. With, uh, what's her name? Um, Sabrina Carpenter? Yes. Brought her back. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've seen what happened to the girl who played the main girl in that show since that show ended. Rowan or whatever. Rowan Blanchard. Was. Yeah, no, I haven't seen what happened to her. Yikes! She's gotten uh, scary looking. No, she just went the Miley Cyrus route. Whoa! And like, she has a hard time keeping her clothes on and doing like really crazy. She's a real big feminist too, where she likes to grow a lot of weird hair and stuff too, like armpit Mm. hair and nice. So for anybody out there that doesn't get this uh there are two routes you can go the hillary duff route or the miley cyrus route that's how it oh, works shall we talk about <laughs> hillary duff for a minute <laughs> <Sheesh. My. laughs> those are the two routes if anybody hasn't seen uh 
what was that? Was that People magazine? What was what what magazine was she in? Women's Health. Oh, Women's that's Health, not true. That's what it was. You can go the Ooh, famous Jet Jackson route too. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, or, yeah. you could be, or you could be like Zac Efron, and you know, that was a big surprise play, with him. Play in a musical, and then you know, take your shirt off for the next thirty movies that you're in. Call yourself That's how a I make it. Well, I mean, if I was as jacked as Zach Efron is, I'd take my shirt <laughs> off every movie I right? was in, too. Yeah, there'd be no need to keep it on. I mean, God dang. i take my shirt off. I have people looking at me go, put it back on! <laughs> go to the beach and people pay me to put it back on, right? Hey, <laughs> easy 20 bucks. <laughs> you pay me 20 bucks and I will keep my shirt on the entire day. <laughs> Get my farmer's tan on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, I'm sorry, but I just like looked over at my computer monitor over there, and it says, uh, it's scrolling through like news headlines. The number one sign that there's a snake in your bathroom. I don't know, my guess. There's a snake in there? <laughs> yeah, you look down and see a fucking snake. That's <laughs> <Right>. my guess. <laughs> Uh, uh, so have you boys been uh, following the uh, trial at all with Johnny Depp and not Amber at all. Heard? I just laugh at the TikToks that come out of it. Dude, Holy I was trying Lord. to sleep last night. And my wife turned it on, like turned turned on the uh, YouTube, whatever, just like the replay of it. Mm-hmm. I stayed up for like two and a half hours before I was like, "Babe, you need to turn this off." It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to sleep. I have a test tomorrow that I have to pass. Like, come on. Come on, let's try and go to bed. She's like, Man, fine. I, I, I tell you, her lawyers are not doing her any good at all. <laughs> uh, what gave you that clue? The fact that she stomped out of court? Uh, yeah, she didn't even like... And, and they, they even told her, they said, you have to stay with your counsel. And she just was like, nope, screw that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and when I watch care. it during the day, they, they sit there when they go on lunch break, they were talking about it. And they're like, yeah, she probably went into the uh, room to have lunch with them, and instead of eating, she probably chewed their asses out about how she, how they pretty much blew that whole testimony. Uh, yeah. Well, she's she literally said that uh, if you brought me a joint, I won't rip your head off. I mean, mm-hmm. if you brought me a joint, I want to be mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which one was it? I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. I do. I do. However, love all the TikToks that are coming out of this. That's about as far as my knowledge goes on the case. I I tell you what. <clears throat> I have I have my favorite lawyer, and that is uh, Camille Vasquez. If yep. you have seen her, holy! You do not want to cross that woman. No. <laughs> Holy moly. And if you don't answer the question the way she wants it answered, she'll let you know. Mm-hmm. She will let you know. I mean, this woman, I mean, God, she looks like she's... She looks what, like she's 20, 30. 28, 29. Yeah, tw- I was yeah. going to say 28 to 30. And she's already, uh, as, you know, smarter. You know, she's as smart as a whip, man. She knows what she's doing. She she buried Amber Heard. Absolutely, it was amazing to watch. 
Mm-hmm. I had a joke that I wanted to tell you guys, and I don't remember now. Hmm. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a real good joke lined up, and I can't remember what it was. This sucks. What was it about? I don't know. Oh. And it wasn't a dead baby joke. Well, that's it was, good. It was a dad joke. It was a classic oh, it was a dad one, joke? Yeah, it was oh. real good. It was a real good one. <laughs> Gotta do it once a week for Cam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he gets so excited and dances. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Was, was that your joke? No. Let's go, Brandon. No. Yo. So you know how I messaged you guys uh, yesterday? I think it was about the uh, gas prices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. went up another ten cents. I told you, dude. By the time the, <laughs> by the time this administration's out of office, it's going to be up to eight dollars. Dude. I about lost my mind. I had to get gas, and I ended up driving. Like, I was on empty. My light w- my light had been on for, like, probably 25 miles or something. And I, I had to have driven about 25 miles out of town just to get gas uh, at this place that I think it was, like, 479. That same place today was four eighty nine, dude. Yeah, there's some shit going on in this country that is not right. <laughs> well, and then the one right by my house is—I think I said it was uh, five thirty nine or something. Today it's five forty nine. You like, know, dude. I, I know all these Democrats want to sit there and get pissed off with Republicans saying. You know, you guys need to quit blaming Biden. This isn't his fault. He didn't do this. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Here's the thing. It's not about whose fault it is, but let me point one thing out. 2008, we had a wonderful liberal in the office who was a do-nothing blowhard. And we had a really wonderful recession to go along with it. And then we had, you know, four years of Trump, who everybody hated. But look at all the glorious tax cuts and all tweets. And all the other stuff that we had with it, and gas prices that were like in the $2 range. And then, hey, we got another Democrat in office, and here we go again. We're going off the cliff at a quicker rate for an even harder recession, higher gas prices. And it's like, it's bullshit. Dude, there's no, you can't get baby formula in the store. No. You know? <clears throat> and This you know, country is in a bad position. It's disgusting because you see these people that don't even have babies. They're buying up the formula, turning around and trying to sell it for more profit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Christ, dude, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. They said they saw a thing of baby formula being sold for $75. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I saw something about the reason that the baby formula wasn't being sold was wasn't it having to do with like some health code or something 
there was a whole bunch of things that happened. There, yeah, there was, there was a lot of, of factors. Was, one, one of them was one of the companies refused one. refused to abide by some health code or something. And it was and, shut down, and they yeah. finally agreed to start restart production. Mm-hmm. But you have that, you have COVID, you have supply and demand, you have all kinds of factors that are playing into this. And I'm not saying that this is a pro-Republican, anti-Democrat, this is all political, they're false. What I'm saying is we have a useless piece of crap in the office who's letting all this shit happen and doing nothing to try to make things better for anybody. I mean, he's openly come out just last week and said he's he's done working with Republicans, he's just going to do what he wants. Well, Nice. Yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, hold on, Chris, let me cut you off. Let me cut you off because what you just said there, what that leads into, we'll still have a baby formula crisis. We'll still have a gas price crisis. We'll still have an inflation crisis. But the first thing that he's going to implement is he's going to try to push gun control. Absolutely. That's why these people are dumb sons of bitches. Yep. And and the funny thing is. they, it's this endless battle that's fucking stupid because Republicans were not against extra levels of gun control. We're against what they want, which is, you know, getting rid of everything. You can't have, you can't do, okay, you want expanded background checks? Great. We don't care. All these other things that they want, we don't care, but it's the extra mile that they try to go where we do care. Because here's the thing, in this this piece of shit's manifesto from the Buffalo shooting, one of the things he said is he was going there because, hey, guess what? New York is a soft target. They don't have concealed carry. They don't have these things. So he knew he wouldn't face resistance. Now, hold on. If somebody was there and had a gun, could they? W- w- would they have saved the day and stopped him? Probably not. Let's be realistic. The dude had armor, and he was better equipped. And from watching the video, he was a good shot. But the thing is, somebody with a gun could have applied enough pressure and fright to him that he wouldn't be able to advance on others until the cops get there. Would he have been able to shoot him and kill him? Maybe not. Not everybody's that skilled and trained. I'll tell you this much. I'm skilled enough that if I have somebody shoot like that, I'm calm enough and capable enough that I can shoot him in the fucking head if he has armor. I don't give a shit. I'm mm-hmm. able to shoot that well. But the thing is, not a lot of people are. However, the gunman does not know that. All he sees is somebody returning fire to him, and it gets him to back up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God forbid we're allowed to have that as an American. Yep. I saw the video. I saw the video. It was bullshit. At the end of the video, okay, first of all, he was going after blacks. He was a racist piece of shit. And... uh. Most of the people that he hit were elderly blacks who, you know, probably never did anything to anybody in their life. And then Mm -hmm. towards the end of the video, his video lags. He shoots a white guy, but I think there was reports that there was a security officer who did return fire on him. And I think that may have been him, but the lags, you can tell. So maybe the white guy got shot because he tried to shoot him. But the very end of the video, it ends with him coming around at a cash register and a guy on the ground, point blank, and the guy cries out, please don't. And he looks at him, sees he's white, and goes, oh, you're good, and walks away. He literally looked down and said, wow, oh, oh, you're good, and walked away. And it's like, the, 
Republicans are not racist. Conservatives are not racist. Racist Gun owners people are, are racist. not racist. Racist people are racist and assholes are assholes. Yep. yep. If I would have been there on scene, I would have fucking shot back as much as I could. Uh, you know, the, it makes any of us just as mad that a piece of shit like this was shooting in his... Like, we're in a place where people don't care about humanity. No. Like, it, it, dude, if there were kids there, this dude wouldn't have given a shit. He would have lit up the kids, too. Fortunately, oh, there absolutely. were no kids there. But he wouldn't have cared. Like, we're at a place now where people don't care about humanity that much. Like, he doesn't give a shit that he just ruined a ton of innocent people's lives for nothing. And honestly, I he deserves to fuck. Cops, I, I know you guys saw my Facebook post, but cops, oh, yeah. deserve, cops deserve protections against that. I know yep. cops are so hated, but he surrendered Put to authorities. Put a bullet right through that dude's head. Yeah, he surrendered to authorities. No, bullshit. No, not good no. yeah, Let, no, no. If, if, no. if there's full-on hardcore evidence that you just shot a bunch of people, you killed a bunch of people, fuck trial. Let the cops just drag your ass to the yep. courthouse behind the vehicle. Oh, he was dead on arrival. My bad. Nobody yep, would give 100%, him two shits. 100%. Cops, cops no, need to have we a gotta protection. Ha- we gotta that. make sure cops have their body cams on at all times now, mm-hmm. don't you know? Because now this guy's gonna get a long fucking trial. And he's oh, he life won't in prison. go to trial for at least two or three years. I'm I'm guaranteeing it. Mm-hmm. He'll be life in prison. Yep. Like that's he'll, bullshit. He'll get multiple, Waste money on. He'll him. get multiple li- multiple lives mm-hmm. in prison with no chance of parole. Yeah, I totally am for expanded background checks. You know, better mental health programs and getting people the help and getting rid of stigmas. You know, and having every state. That's one of the things that Trump was on the way to doing when he was in office. He was about to get, you know, across the board, every state, reciprocity laws where you could carry. Like, if I'm legalized in Iowa, I can carry in any state. And that would mm-hmm. be great. And that should have happened. Yep. Because I, uh, my old lady, you know, years ago, wanted to move to Illinois. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Good luck. Great. <laughs> well, back then, they didn't have any kind of concealed carry for Illinois. They do now, but still, like, Illinois is always trying to change the laws where they want you to, like, pay registration on your weapons like you do cars. Like, $200 no. per firearm. Like, are you fucking what? high? That, it, it never got that high, I don't think. I don't care, because I don't live there, but they were talking about it getting that high. And I'm like, mm, no. Sorry. Yeah, I Fuck think they were talking shit. about doing that up here. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We have some crime here in our state where we live, in our city. We have some crime, but uh, these states that have standard ground concealed carry laws have a lot less violence. That yeah, hundred percent. There used to be a day when having the death penalty on the books was a deterrent for crime. It don't work that way anymore. So we need other options. This is true. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and are you, pr- and then death penalty is one of those things. It's just hard. It's like you're, it's hard to be for and against it at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think we went into that, uh, um, sure on did. another podcast. Cause it's like, how do you, unless, unless you know 100% for sure mm-hmm. that this is the person, cause there's been people that have been <clears throat> falsely oh, yeah. convicted, correct? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, it's like... Well, either way, I hope <sighs> this guy gets thrown into general population and gets Doesn't made an example. Up. Yep. Hope something happens to him. Hope somebody makes an example out of him. Yeah. You yep. know, all these Democrats want to paint a broad brush picture that Republicans are gun-toting racists, and that is not the case. Every Republican I know thinks that piece of shit needs to be fucking snuffed out. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, boys, I had a fun week this week. Did you guys have a fun week this week? fun week this week. I had fun. Luckily, I always have fun when I get to see you boys. Well, luckily uh, people won't have to wait very long for the next episode, because it's going to come in just a matter of a couple of days. It's not going to be a long yes, wait this time. Is. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, guys, I'll see you Jim. in a couple of days. Alrighty. See you guys you have boys. Any, you, have, you have any final parting words you'd like to partake on the people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Well played. Well played. Don't do okay. as we say. Don't do as we do. Just do it. Yep. Just, just do you, boo. Drink your water and stay erect. We'll see you in a couple days. Oh, yeah. Left box, Amy. Coming. Yeah.